We're going to continue our, 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 our study in the book of Mark. And, uh, you know, there are a few study guides left. And, and if you want to join Joe and, and, and doing the study guide and Bob, uh, grab a study guide out there. Um, I don't I forget what it was, $7 or whatever it is. But just, just pick one up <coughs> and, and follow along. Um, yeah, I've been doing it. It's been, it's been really good. I, I especially like those pondering points where, where you ask, this, you know, what is God saying to you? Because that really is the most important thing. Yesterday, um, <clears throat> we had invited, we, we are part of a denomination called the Missionary Church non- Denomination. Um, there are, I think, um, uh, in the United States, there's over like 500 <clears throat> uh, missionary churches. Um, we're in about, I don't know, 160 some odd countries and all. But um, we're part of, in this missionary church denomination, uh, there, there are different regions, you know, across the United States, obviously. And we're the Pacific Rim region, which includes Hawaii and, and even Guam and <clears throat> the Pacific Rim. And um, within our region, there are two networks, okay? So if you look at the org chart, there's the denomination, there's regions. There's like a northwest, so like Washington, Oregon, Idaho, those areas, south, you know, all these things. The western region is California, <coughs> Arizona, things like that. So we're the Pacific Rim. And within the region, there are two networks. And a network is just like a group of churches. <coughs> and in Hawaii, you know, it's, um, it's a little bit... We have different challenges because we have different islands. And so we have a, a network that is, that is called the Aloha Network. <clears throat> and it's pretty much made up of churches on Kauai. And there's a church from the big island that has joined in in that network. And there are about, I don't know, about eight, nine churches <clears throat> in the Aloha District. And then we're part, our church is part of the Pacific Mission Network, which includes all the churches here in Hawaii, uh, on Oahu, I mean, like Excel Church in Mililani and Winter Missionary and Nani Kapono Protestant Church in uh, Nanakuli. And, and there are, um, there's a church plant that we're looking at in Kona, <coughs> made up of about eight. Uh, Salt and Light is part of that. And that's how our denomination is, is organized. And uh, every year, <coughs> we, and it's, it's kind of like a new organization. So this past Saturday, yesterday, was our first network conference. And what we, and, and so um, there's a few of us who are, are the leadership of this network. <coughs> and um, we decided that we're going to make this a really equipping kind of network. So let's invite <coughs> all our leaders from the churches to come together and the president of our denomination, Steve Jones, and, and the uh, director of U.S. Ministries, uh, Bob Ransom, and uh, this, uh, this, this equipping coach, Dan Riemann Snyder, they came and uh, they did some equipping for the leaders there. And so there were about um, 20 some odd <coughs> leaders from our church there. And it was a really, really good time. And one thing that <coughs> um, I've learned about conferences is you don't go to a conference and you just think, wow, this is like the neatest thing since sliced bread, and you just go for it, and you just change everything in your church. But so often what happens if you go there and you have ears to hear and eyes to see, 
then it begins to confirm what, what God and how God is leading you. And, and, and if, you know, you're right where God wants you to be and, and you go to something like this and you hear the exciting things that God's doing across um, our island and um, what God's doing and uh, the, the equipping come in and all this, then you get really encouraged that, man, you're right there. And I want to say that we are right there. And I left really encouraged. I felt encouraged because I felt like, man, we were right where God wanted us to be. And yesterday it was all about making disciples. And it wasn't just making disciples because, you know, everybody, most, if you've been a Christian for a while, say, yeah, I made disciples, I made disciples. But it, it, it's, it's beyond that because if a disciple of Christ is someone who, who goes out and, and goes out and disciples others, we're not making disciples unless the people that we have been pouring our lives in are doing the same thing with others, right? And so often what the church have done, has done is to say, we're here to make disciples. And so we come, we feed everybody and we make sure everybody knows the Bible and prayer and we just stop there. And, and so what happens in a lot of churches is that everybody gets all fat and happy in the church because we're all, we're all disciples and we're all happy and we know the Bible. I know where Nahum is. I know that Malachi is not called Malachi. And we're all happy together. But we miss what God is saying. And I kept hearing from God, we got to have ears to hear and eyes to see. Because if we go into anything like that, and we think, oh, yeah, I make disciples. I know about discipleship. Oh, I know about this. Oh, I know about that. Then we miss out what God wants to say. And so it was a really, really encouraging time. And I just want you all to know that, that we are in a really exciting place, okay? That God has called us to make disciples who make disciples who make disciples and makes disciples, Okay, that's, that's kind of what Jesus did. And what he's called us to is to raise up people and then send them out. And for some of them, it might be sending out like a Jared Miyamoto to, to Kona and to be a part of, of why I'm there, you know. And we're to literally send people out. And for others, and you're going to hear more about this, it's as a group here, we send people out. Right? So Micah is sent out to all the, the vendors and all the people that he meets, the companies that he meets for his business. We're sending him out there. You know, Joe, we're sending him out to be a firefighter. I don't know why I keep picking on you, Joe. I'm sorry. Okay? But, but you see, and all of us, um, Kai, being worshipped today, you know, he goes around to all these different places of business. And, and our job is to send Kai out. You know? Chris Rhodes, uh, he works at a school. We've got to send him out. And, and sometimes it's so easy to forget all about that and just stay together. Man, let's just keep learning. You know, let's keep this, just do all the one another's and do everything here. And we just get so short-sighted, and, and we begin to make disciples of people here. So, oh, I think God's leading me to disciple you. Have you been discipled before? Yeah, but I kind of like you, and we all just, and we just get over-discipled here. 
And then the world and where we're supposed to go gets ignored. And so it was really, really an exciting time. So I left really encouraged, even though Micah's father just kept throwing me under the bus, but I was okay. That was okay. That was good because I, I love Pastor Cal Chin in. Um, he and I have a very interesting relationship, a real good relationship, and people just kind of wonder, what, what's going on with you? Anyway, but it was really exciting. So I go home, excited, encouraged, <clears throat> thinking about the message today, and then about, so I, I got to go sleep early, because when you're old and you had a full day, you, you all got to sleep early, right? So at 6.30, no, I, not that early. <laughs> about, about 10.30, I said, man, I, I got to go sleep, because I got to get up early and all this. I started like coughing, and uh, I thought it was like, kind of like asthma, and I thought, but I don't have asthma, and I thought, then this morning, I thought, I know, it was kind of like an allergic reaction, kind of where, you know, just get, you know, kept, you know, wheezing and all that, coughing, 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 and I didn't want to wake Joe up because, um, yeah, she had to get up early too, and then she would get mad. Not that I'm scared of her, it's just I didn't want to. <laughs> and so I left, and I went to the room, and I, I slept like at 2.30. But about 12.30, I said, man, it's not working, so I text Pastor Sonny, and I said, Sonny, I'm going to be late today, so just take care of stuff. So I do that, right? <clears throat> I get up. I just wasted tired today. Like, oh. I get up, and I go downstairs to my bathroom. That's another story, but I go down to my bathroom, and um, I look, and in the shower stall, it doesn't look clean in there. Now, I've, I've kind of been around enough to know that, okay, something is backing up, right? And so I'm looking, and I'm tired, right? I don't even have my glasses on, and I say, well, if it's backed up, if I flush the toilet, then it should all go down, or if it's backed up, it just backs up. So I flush the toilet, sure enough, the whole bathroom is just flooded now. All right, and I'm late because I told son I'm going to be late, and I'm like, <sighs> driving to church service here, <clears throat> I said, God, okay, obviously I want you, you kind of orchestrate a lot of stuff. So I know there's something that you want to say to me. And I felt like God was saying that, that, that we're in a really important place and it's going to require all of us, you know. And I looked at this verse, these passages that we look, this passage we're going to look at today, and it's right what God wants us to know. It's right where God wants us to know. It's, just, it's there, okay, so... The notes, it might not match perfectly because I think God said, Mark, just, just share this. So I'm just going to share this, okay? So there's a parable. There's a couple parables in Mark chapter 3, verse 7, uh, verse 4. Uh, Mark chapter 4 is a couple parables. And God, Jesus spoke in parables. And what he did was he used very familiar things to teach really important lessons, all right? Because he was trying to connect. <clears throat> and so that's what a parable is that he was using these familiar things that, you know, farming or whatever to communicate and convey a really important truth. And that's kind of what he's doing. And so <clears throat> this morning, we're going to look at a couple of them. And um, in Mark chapter 4, verse 21, Jesus asked them, okay, would anyone light a lamp and then put it under a basket or under a bed? Of course not. Okay? Everybody has lamps, right? And I think there's even a lamp. I, now, show them the, the, the lamp, okay? This is what a lamp looks like. Not like our lamps. 
That's like a lamp, okay? And it has a wick, it has oil, and it's just a, a, gla- a, a clay dish. And he says, a lamp is placed on a stand where its light will shine, for everything that is hidden will eventually be brought into the open, and every secret will be brought to light. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. And then he added, pay close attention to what you hear. Pay close attention to what you hear. You know, that's really important. All week, God will say, Mark, pay close attention to what you hear. What am I saying to you? In the midst of, of, of not being able to sleep, in the midst of over-clogged bathrooms and overflowing water, what, you know, have the ears to hear. Anyone with ears should hear, should listen and understand. Then he added this, yeah, pay close attention. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given. And you will receive even more. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even the little understanding that they have will be taken away. And what he's saying is, just imagine a lamp, right? When you get a lamp, what good is a lamp if you just cover it? Or you just put it away where, where it can't really be of any use? I mean, what good is that? And he's saying, guys, guys, you, you got to understand that 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 lamp is there to shine light. And what Jesus is saying is that he was saying that um, we are to be like lamps, is what he's saying. That, that, that he's calling his followers to be lamps. And that he's saying in John, he says, I am the light of the world. Right? In John chapter 8, says Jesus spoke and says, I'm the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you have the light that leads to life. And, and we're to shine the light of Jesus to the world. And when we gather together like this, and we just stay to ourselves like this, we're like a lamp that's hidden. Let's close the doors. No one can see us in here. We're just having a great old time in here. But we're like a lamp that is hidden. And then he goes on. He says, guys, you got to, you got to listen. You got to, you got to, and that's why the word is so important. You got to pay attention. You got to listen to my teaching. Because when you do that, you will be replenished. And I just thought of like that lamp. You see that lamp and it had the oil? Then what he's saying is the lamp has to continually be replenished with the oil. What is the oil? It is his teaching and obeying his teaching. And that's why when we go through the book of Mark and, and things like it's so important. That's why it's so important that you, you grab that study guide and you, you, you take in more than just on Sunday morning. On Sunday morning, you get a little bit. But you might use it all up, and hopefully you will. And then Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, you need to be replenished. And that's what Jesus is saying. He says, you got to be lamps. you got to shine bright. But a lamp is... The purpose of the lamp is to shine bright, and it uses itself up, right? The wick goes in the oil, and it uses itself up to be a light, to be a lamp. And you've got to continually be replenished. And what he's saying to us is that, that we are to be like lamps in a dark world. I mean, that's what we are. That's who we're supposed to be. 
And I kept seeing the picture of us all in this room. And we're just having a grand old time. And it's like a lamp that is hidden away. You know, what good is that lamp? And God is making it really clear. And that's what yesterday was about. And the affirmation is we got to go and we got to shine. What do we shine? The name of Kaka'ako, ourselves. No. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. We shine Jesus. That's what we're supposed to do. And we continually are replenished. He goes on and he says in verse 26, he says, the kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, while he's asleep or he's awake, the seeds sprout and grow, but he does not understand how it happens. Right? He's, just, he's just scattering seed. The earth produces the crops on its own. First a leaf blade pushes through, then the head of weeds are formed, and finally the grain ripens. And as soon as the grain is ready, the farmer comes and harvests it with a sickle, for the harvest time has come. And, and what, what Jesus is saying is like the kingdom of God is, is like that. It, it's, it's, it's people scattering seed. And it just goes around, and you just scatter, and, 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 and you might be awake, you might be sleeping, and next thing you know, oh, look, this is beginning to grow, right? Seas beginning to grow. And what he's saying to us is that one of the highest priorities we have is to go and continually share the love and the good news of Jesus with the world around us. What do we do? Do we go and argue with people? No, we don't, we don't do any of it. All we do is just scatter his love, scatter his good news to the people around. Because we don't cause growth. It's God who causes growth, you know? And, and it's like, and earlier he had talked about that really familiar parable, right? About the four soils, the rocky soil, the hard soil, and all this. We don't know if we're scattering seed. We don't know, or we can't say like, I'm going to, no, that's a rocky soil there. Like, oh, that one looks good. We, no, no, we just scatter it, right? A farmer just scatter. We just scatter. You know? As Micah goes on his, you know, goes around and visits the different businesses he does, he don't go like, oh, well, that's a rocky one. Oh, that's a hard one here. I think, no, he just goes and he scatters, and he just scatters the love of Jesus with everyone because he might go away and he'll come back, and all of a sudden he says, whoa, Something happened, right? They might come back and say, hey, Michael, I got a question. You, you go to church, right? Yeah, I go to church. You know, and you know, tell me about whatever it is, right? A, a leaf blade was coming up. And, and Michael didn't know. He just was scattering seed. And, and what we need to do is we need to sow with faith, and we need to sow with patience, that, that, that God is the one that's going to open heart. We just got to scatter, you know? We just got to scatter. And, and the thing is, we got to understand that. Because if you're like me, right, when I read that, the first thing came to my mind was um, when I was young, we went to the big island, and we went to Kauai Hai, and we went fishing. We had camping as a family with my auntie guys, and we went fishing, right? And all my cousins, they're all from the big island. So I guess if you're from the big island, you like fishing. So they all was, you know, with their poles and they're fishing. Now, 
I didn't understand that concept because if you're putting a pole in water and nothing's happening, how can that be fishing? I think it's just poling at that point, right? And then if you look and there's bread and then there's no bread, then you keep putting more bread. Is that fishing or is that feeding, right? And I, so they're all happy. They're all like, oh, they're all excited the night before. They all their hooks and lures and whatever else fisher guys use, you know. And, and I got tired, you know, after about, I don't know, 15 minutes. I said, this is, this is silly. We're out here hoping the fish will see this, this thing. I said, the fish are in the water. We're on land. What, is, what should be obvious to people? If we want to catch fish, what do we do? We go where the fish are. So I borrowed a mask. I found a spear. And I went, I jumped in, and I went hunting. And I felt like, man, this is fishing now because I'm looking for fish, right? After about 20 minutes, couldn't find none. <laughs> I came up, and now my cousins are all mad. Hey, you scared all the fish away. Because, yeah? you know, they're, they're trying to just going around. And you know what? I realized that, that like fishing, what Jesus is calling us to, we just scatter and we just be patient. We don't try to make things grow, right? You know? Can you imagine if, if you went and you had a friend and, and you're just sewing and says, hey, Jesus loves you, you know, all that. And then next day, well, well what? Jesus loves you. Okay. What do you want me to do? I want you to accept him as your Lord and Savior. I'm not ready. And you keep going back, bugging the snot out of them, right? Jesus said, you scatter, and he's going to cause growth. And we all know this because we've all grown, hopefully most of you have grown plants and, and, and vegetables and things. How many of you have ever grow, grown a vegetable or a plant? See, I think everybody. Chris, okay, I was going to say Chris. <laughs> yeah, if you like holly, you grow succulents, okay? But I grew basil. Yeah, I like herbs because when you cook some stuff, it's good to have fresh herbs, right? Like, so basil is a good one. Thyme is a good one, right? You get two different kinds of basil because you got sweet basil. You got Thai basil for like all that stuff. And then so, so I got my stuff going and kind of happy and and basil is growing really well. It's growing pretty good. And, you know, when you pick your own basil, right, and roll them up and you chop it all up, put it on, it's like, man, you feel really good because now it's like you're chefing now, right? You're chefing now. There's even words, chiffonade, you know, whatever. But you're doing all that stuff, right? And you feel really good. So I felt really good one day, you know, got it. And, and when you put basil on to your dish, your pasta, whatever, you don't just, you go, you know, you just you, you kind of act stupid, you know, and you make it all nice, right? And then I remember three weeks, about, about a month and a half ago, I said, I am so happy. Got basil growing, using a lot. But if I fertilized that basil, I would have even more. Because fertilized. So I looked around my house and I found some fertilizer. So I grabbed, like, I just grabbed, like, you just grab a handful, right? Because 
fertilizer is good. So the pot that my basil and stuff is in is about a, a little pot like that, two of them with my herb. Grab a handful, put a handful in each one, covered it so it was like, oh, you could just see only nothing but fertilizer on the top, right? Because fertilizer, right? Then you water, keep watering. I was so happy because I said, man, I'm going to even give some to John. John is liking to cook and I'm going to give him some of my big, I'm going to brag and give him basil. Two days later, I look, oh, things getting kind of droopy looking. Put more water. About four days later, got really droopy looking. Oh, man. Put more fertilizer. Put more fertilizer on. Okay. Six days later, the bugger is it's, it's, it's black and dead. It was black and dead. I had nice, healthy basil that turned black and dead. And I thought, what the heck kind of fertilizer was that? So I went to the bag, and I looked. One, it was fertilizer for palms, because we have palm trees. And I figured all fertilizer the same, but it ain't, I guess, evidently. <laughs> right? It says, for so many cubic whatever, I don't know what a cubic is, but they were using stuff like teaspoon, tablespoon, not handfuls. I learned a lesson, right? I cannot, I cannot be so impatient and so you know, take matters in my own hands. I, you know, if I go hunting for fish, they're going to all run away. If I over-fertilize basil, the bugger is going to get all black and die. And then what I have to do the next week, I have to go safely by now. Right? And what Jesus is saying is that, that, that you've got to sow. And you got to be persistent. But you just sow. You know? That's what we need to do. We just go out and we share. We share. That's what we do. And then he goes on and he says in verse 30, how can I describe the kingdom of God? What story should I use to illustrate it? It's like a little mustard seed planted in the ground. It's the smallest seed of all. But it becomes the largest of the garden plants. It grows long branches and birds make nests in it, shade, and, and he says Jesus used all these stories to tell about the kingdom. Now, what Jesus is saying, and he's telling this story, that he's saying, here's this mustard seed, and it's really, really little, right? Like, like that. That's a mustard seed. And he's saying that you have this mustard seed, but when it grows, it becomes the largest in the... Um, it comes the largest in the garden. And, and what that is, is that's like a mustard seed. And what, what, what is most people, most scholars think of the mustard seed that Jesus was talking about that grew in that area, that grows in that area, is this like a black mustard plant. And a black mustard plant is like that, but it's one of those invasive plants that kind of takes over everything, right? And so it goes, not, it's not like a tree, but it grows really big and it just takes over everything. And it gets, like, so one plant grows here, another one plant, they all make, like, a thicket and burrs and stuff. They all can nest in it. And it really becomes, like, its own ecosystem of sorts. And it's like, it's like that. And, and, and the people that he was talking to understood that. They said, oh, okay, we get it. But it starts on that little seed. And what Jesus was saying to us, he's saying to us, is just, we've got to be encouraged that, that a small beginning yields enormous results. Okay. 
that 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 small seed becomes like huge and it takes over everything. And what God is saying to us is, look, church, I've called you to raise up and send out. And you folks did a great job. And you sent out a church. And, and you planted a church. And today, in Waikiki, at Waikiki Elementary, there's a church that is vibrant and growing, and it's, it's exciting, and, and the president of a denomination said, I'm going to check that out, and he's there, and, and it's exciting. And he's saying to us here, now is, now is you guys got a really great opportunity now. I want you to continue I want you to continue to be a lamp. I want you to continue to keep sowing and scattering seed. I want you to keep being encouraged because I will continue to do something in your midst that you've done well with a group of people to send them out. Now just keep raising up people. Keep discipling people who will disciple other people and other people. And that's how the kingdom of God will grow. And here's the thing, okay? When we sent out salt and light, we sent out some really terrific leaders. And most of those leaders were trained here, if not all of them. And, and that's a testimony of what God can do in a church that will answer God's call. Salt and light is there because we answered God's call. Streams of life in Manoa is there because we answered our call to equip and prepare. There's a little church in Kalihi, Hawaii China Mission Church. They're still there ministering to Mandarin-speaking people, but they are there And they have a heart to reach others because we answered God's call. There's a couple in in Kona who's looking to reach out to um, Mandarin-speaking people in Kona. There's about 600 that they have identified. They said, that's our mission field. God brought them here from China. And God said, Mark, will you and your church, will you begin to work with them? so they can go and scatter seed there. And that's just people and churches getting started. What I am most excited now in this KCF 2.0 or whatever we're going to call, now is an opportunity for us to, to raise people who will be sent out into the marketplace okay, and scatter and be the lamp that God's called them to be. It's not an accident that uh, this coming week, Devo Yarmari is going to uh, finish his career at Bank of Hawaii, and he's going to start this new venture. What's this new venture? It's a venture that God has called him to. It's an extension of what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to raise up people who will go on ventures, whether it's at their job or whatever, or wherever, 
and go and do scatter seed. And that's what Dave's going to do. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to call up all the leaders that were there yesterday and all the leaders that weren't able to make it yesterday, but I, you know, they, they got that email because they're leaders in our church. I wanted to call them up. Because okay? I think God wants to say something to all of us. So if you're one of those who came yesterday or were invited to come, but for some reason you were not able to be there, um, you just come up on the stage. <clears throat> there was a, a, a list of about 30-some-odd people who were invited, and there were about 20-some-odd people that went. Okay? So why don't you guys all go on the stage. Don't be uh, rebellious. <clears throat> okay? There are a lot of people on the stage. They represent uh, a group of leaders who God has called, but it doesn't stop there. Okay? This group of leaders are called to, 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 to raise up and disciple another group of leaders. You know who that group of leaders are? All of you. That's how that all works. This group of leaders will raise up and equip and disciple all of you. But if we're then all leaders, what do we do? <laughs> right? This group of leaders heard the call yesterday. It was a reminder that we have to go out and make disciples. And that's what they are going to lead all of you and all of us in, that we have to go and make disciples. They're not here to say, I got children's ministry, I got youth, I got a class, and, and everything stays in here like a lamp that is hidden. That cannot be. Okay. Right? And so I believe that this is, the beginning, really the beginning. And I wanted all of us to pray for all of them because we're going to go as far as this group of leaders will take us. At the end of this year, I want to, I want to kind of do something like this again. I expect all of you on this stage. Okay. Who's going to be out here? We don't know. We're going to scatter, we are going to sow, and we're going to see what God does. Okay. We got a good group of leaders. We lost a good group of leaders. Bad word. We sent out a good group of leaders. We kicked out a good group of leaders. God has raised up a really good group of leaders, really has. I am blessed to be able to, to work with this group of leaders, you know. Spoke to Cal Chinin, who is the pastor at Monolo Gardens, soon to be something else. Um, I talked to Bob Ransom, 
Uh, he's the director of U.S. Ministries. I, I talked to Steve, um, Steve Jones, our president. But in particular, Cal and Bob came in as we gathered as leaders to discuss things yesterday. And after the conference, they said, Mark, you have a terrific group of leaders, and I hope you understand how good a group of leaders you have. You know? And sometimes I, I take that for granted, right? You know? But we have a good group of leaders. And so now we've got to move, right? We've got we've to be that lamp that shines Jesus. We've got to sow and be persistent. Man, we just got to, got to do what God calls us to do. And we've got to be encouraged where we are. Because this is a small beginning. This is like a mustard seed. At the end of the year, there's going to be a mustard plant. You know? And there's going to be people who will enjoy their home in heaven for all eternity because all of you scattered seed and sowed with persistence. That's, that's what we're here for. Right? So um, we're going to pray. Yeah, We're going to pray for them. In fact, why don't you guys come up? Let's just pray for them. Let's come up. Everybody come out. Let's just pray for them. Yeah, just stand up. Come. Follow Chris Rhodes. Just come on. Just, just come on. Follow Chris. Okay. <clears throat> Is Chris at his seat? No, he's on the road again. Anyway, so. It's just <laughs> okay, I'm going to pray. You can come closer. Come, come closer. No shame. Okay. Okay, come. Come. All you guys in the back, come up. And let's put your hand out. We're just going to pray for our leaders. Okay? And this is a way of saying that we want to support the leaders in our church. We just want to support them. Yeah. This is another way we're saying we want, we trust and we affirm this group of leaders to lead us, to disciple us as a church. Okay? All right? So let's just pray. Father, we just thank you for the leaders, and the team that you sent out. And you are saying to all of us, well done, well done. You did what I called you to do. Keep doing it. Keep sowing. Keep being persistent. Don't get discouraged. Be encouraged. Because because I have raised up, I have raised up another generation of leaders And so, Father, we just pray for this group of leaders that they would multiply. This group represents a seed. But I pray that this seed, that this seed, by by, you know, that you're going to grow this seed into this mustard plant that invades all over our city and our state, God. And so we pray that you would give these this group of leaders wisdom. That you would give them passion that you would give them the grace to, to, to take steps of faith where everything around them is saying, where convenience and other things are saying, don't get it, you're too busy, you're too busy. You would give them the grace, God. And you give them the faith they need to keep taking those steps. And Father, I just pray, and we pray, Father, that you would bless them, that you would bless them, that you would bless their relationship with you, that if they're married, that they, you would bless their relationship with their spouses. 
that they would look back and they would say, whoa, when I took these steps of faith, all these areas in my, la- my life got more healthy. How crazy is that? I pray that they would be shining examples. And everything that you give to them that would be imparted to all of us, would be imparted to all of us. And so as a church, we say we affirm you as leaders in our church. We affirm you as, as the leaders who will disciple us so we can go and disciple the world. I pray, Father, that you would come now and your spirit would just anoint and rest on all of these leaders. You would empower them beyond the power that they have right now. You would empower them beyond the power that they have, that they would be walking in the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. And Father, for all this church, for this church, God, that we would, yeah, that we would be a lamp, that we would be a lamp that's high on a hill, a lamp that shines throughout our city and our island, and that you would use us to go and make disciples. So we just thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you for where we are. Thank you for where we are. We thank you for this opportunity that we have before us. And so thank you for these leaders. We pray your blessing now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Um, Thank you, everybody. Have a good week.